Our scripture comes from Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. <clears throat> for this reason, we also, since this day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power for all patience and long suffering with joy. Let us pray. Master, in the name of Jesus, we come to you right now just to say thank you. Thank you for blessing us to see another wonderful day. Thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. Without you, Father, we could have nothing. And so we say thank you. And Father, as we continue to navigate the highs and the lows and the, of this, this cycle within this pandemic. We ask you just to keep fear from creeping in our mind. Keep doubt from creeping in our mind, Heavenly Father, and keep sorrow from creeping into our mind, Heavenly Father. We ask to strengthen us with patience and a joyful long suffering. Don't let us focus on or accept or tolerate the delays Heavenly Father, because we know that the blessings are coming and the blessings all come from you. Heavenly Father, we just ask and pray that you give us a hope and an endurance that we know that sometimes times that sometimes that heaven will be silent and we will have to wait. As difficult as it may sound, I know we know that you want us to wait with a joyful attitude. So give us the strength and the hope and the courage to do so, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, we ask that you continue to bless our children and our parents as they navigate this pandemic and going back to school to get a better education. Help them, Heavenly Father, to make the decisions that will keep them safe. We ask for your hedge of protection constantly around them, our teachers, our first-line workers, Heavenly Father. We ask that you bless each and every family that's represented in our church congregation and all tribes. Reach out and touch them, Heavenly Father. Keep them safe. We ask for special blessings for our bishop, Bishop Fuller. Continue to strengthen, lead, and guide him, Heavenly Father, and feed him so he may feed us. Although we may not be able to gather here collectively, and we may be out of the building, but we are still in the book. So continue to bless him, Heavenly Father, so he may be a blessing to us. And Father, continue to just watch over us, guide our steps, 
give us the courage, the wisdom, so that we can rejoice and give thanks to you, for you have already given us far greater blessings than what we can desire for our future. And we know, Heavenly Father, that no matter where we are in this season, you are right there beside us. So, Father, just strengthen us so we can wait patiently with a sense of grateful expectation. And in your mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Greetings, family. I greet you in the wonderful, mighty, and matchless name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Pray God's blessings are upon you, that you are experiencing all the blessings and the favor of God uh, as we uh, go through this transition period, as we uh, deal with, uh, of course, taking care of ourselves. We know this week, uh, last week, we found out that um, our president has COVID-19. Listen, if of all the security, all the protocols they have in the White House, if he can get it, we want you to know you can get it to us. So make sure you protect yourself. When you go out, you wear your mask, uh, social distancing. We're doing all of that kind of thing. We want to make sure that we're not just here, but we're here and we'll he we're healthy. And listen, I'm wearing my pink uh, today. I'm going to be wearing pink probably for the rest of the um, for the rest of the month in honor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And so we pray that you uh, you remember those. Of course, you all know that my uh, my beloved wife passed away having dealt with breast cancer for most of her life, literally most of her life. And uh, and God chose to take her home from labor to reward. But we're going to honor her. I'm going to I'm going to honor her. We're going to honor those persons who are breast cancer survivors and those who uh, breast cancer has has uh, overcome uh, their bodies, not their spirits, just their bodies. And so, listen, we're going into our, our lesson. We're still dealing with the uh, the keys uh, of the kingdom this Keys of the Kingdom series. These are really, as I said, and I've been saying, uh, these are keys for living the kingdom life. Let me ask you the question again. You know the question, how you living? I'm living the life I was born to live. What kind of life is that? It's the kingdom life. And listen, you cannot live the kingdom life without the kingdom keys. Listen, let's go to our anchor scripture. This is the scripture that we're using uh, from Matthew chapter 16, focusing on verse 19. Jesus asked the disciples, as you know, uh, who do men say that I am? They respond. Some say that you're uh, Elijah. Some say that you're John the Baptist, business from the dead. Some say you're the prophet. Jesus responds by saying, who do you say that I, the, uh, the son of man, am? And then uh, Peter responds by saying, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus says, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven uh, and upon this rock, I build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I give to you the keys. This is verse 19. And I will give to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Jesus says, I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And remember now, we're talking about 12 keys. In my research, I found that there are 12. There may be more. But I've been, uh, as I searched the scripture and prayed about it, uh, asked the Holy Spirit about it. There are 12 keys. Um, that are given for us to live the life that we're born to live, to live the kingdom life. Today, we are dealing with the key of knowledge, the key of knowledge. Knowledge is a key. Watch this. Knowledge opens the door to hidden information. I know this is right. I'm going to share a personal experience with you in just a moment. Knowledge opens the door to hidden information. Now, I'm going to be dealing with, for the next three sessions, uh, uh, this session, the message on Sunday, and then the, the following Bible study, there are three keys that really go hand in hand. They go together. 
that's wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Now, if you have knowledge without wisdom, and I'm, I'm, well, let me just give you what they all do. Knowledge is information. You've heard me say this before. Knowledge is information. Knowledge is the what. Understanding is comprehension. Comprehension, that is the why of a thing. And then wisdom is application. That is the when, where, and how. Let me say it again. Knowledge is information. That is the what of a thing. Uh, understanding is comprehension. That is the why of a thing. And wisdom is application. That is the when, where, and how. Now watch this. You can have knowledge. You can know what to do. But if you don't know how to do it, you have the wisdom to know how to do it or the understanding to know why you're doing it, then what you do, uh, then chances are, if you don't, well, if you, first of all, if you, have, don't, if you know what to do but don't know how to do, you won't do anything because you know, you, know, you know something needs to be done, but if you don't know how to do it, you, can either, you will either not do it or if you do it, you'll do it wrong. And so we, these three go together, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. In fact, let me give you this scripture, Proverbs chapter 24, verses 3 and four. Proverbs 24, verses three and four. The scripture says, through wisdom, a house is built, and by understanding, it is established. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Proverbs 24, three and four. I love these verses. Through wisdom, the knowing how, knowing when, where, and how a house is built. By understanding, that's the comprehension by knowing why it is established and by knowledge that is the what the rooms are filled with precious and pleasant riches wisdom knowledge and understanding now so today we're talking about knowledge next uh on sunday i want to talk about wisdom and so don't miss that message on on sunday and then the following wednesday we're going to talk about understanding now by knowledge i'm not necessarily talking about book knowledge but knowledge you know i'm not talking necessarily talking about the kind of knowledge uh, that that comes from sitting in a classroom studying and that's that's great and 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 that's that's great knowledge you got you have to have that also uh, um, uh, people perish for lack of knowledge and so but the, but but the knowledge that I'm talking about now the knowledge I'm referring to now is the supernatural gift of knowledge it's what God gives it's uh, um, I'm gonna be sharing with you that God gives um, God gives knowledge um, in fact um, Proverbs chapter two, verse six says this for the Lord gives wisdom and from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. I'm not talking about book knowledge. I'm talking about a supernatural knowledge that can, that, that the Holy Spirit reveals to you that comes from God. Listen to this scripture. Well, the scripture here tells us in first Corinthians chapter 12, verses four through eight, first Corinthians 12, four through eight. Paul talks about the gifts that are given first Corinthians 12. Four through eight. Paul says there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Then he says this, for to one is given the word of wisdom, given the word of wisdom through the spirit to another, the word of knowledge through the same spirit. I'm talking about a supernatural knowledge that God gives. It's a knowledge that comes 
through the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit reveals to you. Jesus says, flesh and blood, says to the disciples, flesh and peep, says to Peter rather, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. There's a knowledge that comes uh, that is given by God, a supernatural knowledge of God, that is a word of knowledge that God gives you that you would not ever have had not God given it to you. Uh, I'm a witness to this because and persons have asked me, you know, in, in the in the uh, uh, in the process of uh, of Katrina, my wife going through uh, the sickness and, and that kind of thing. Persons would ask me, well, how are you doing? How are you holding up? How? And after she transitioned to be with the Lord, persons asked me, well, you know, how did you deal with that? How did you how did you hold it? Well, uh, the, the fact is that the Lord gave me a word of knowledge early in our marriage. And so some of the things that that took place, I saw it coming prior to. Um, I saw it coming prior to uh, the event or that 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 situation happening. God gave me a, a specific word of knowledge uh, about um, actually a week after our, our, our honeymoon. And he told me a specific thing. I'm not going to go into what he told me, but he prepared me uh, then and then along the way for what was to come so that I, I, I was able to prepare my spirit, my emotions, my heart. Uh, as I went through the process, God gave me a word of knowledge. And so that's the kind of knowledge that I'm talking about. We need, that's one of the keys. We need this word of knowledge. You need to pray that God will give you a word of knowledge as it relates to your family, as it relates to uh, your destiny, your future, your purpose, all of that kind of thing. We pray for that. In fact, uh, you've heard me say this before. One of the prayers that I pray every single day, I have no exaggeration, I pray it every single day, comes from Isaiah chapter uh, 11 verse 2, but I'm going to read verses 1 and 2 for context sake. This is talking about Jesus. This is Isaiah's prophetic word about the coming Messiah and what would be upon him and within him. Isaiah 11 verses 1 and 2. I pray verse 2 every single day. Listen to this. The scripture says, there shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And here it is. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. I pray that every single day. I pray and ask the Lord to give me the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And so, again, that's one of the things you need to pray for. You need to pray that God gives you the supernatural gift of a word of knowledge for your family, for your marriage, for your job, your career. Ask God to give you a word of knowledge. Now, uh, knowledge, as I said, is a key. It's the key that opens the door to hidden information. You can't learn this kind of knowledge in the book. This comes only from God. It's a supernatural gift that comes from God. And, and listen, this is one of the gifts that every child of God can have but needs to ask for just like i'm going to talk about uh, in the message on sunday you know, wisdom james tells us that we ought to pray for wisdom you need to pray that god gives you a word of knowledge a word of knowledge as it relates to single people you need a word of knowledge as, as to uh, uh um you know who you ought to connect with not just in marriage but who you ought to connect with god that's going to give you a word of knowledge now i'm going to talk about uh four doors that knowledge would open for you, that, the, that, that this gift uh, of the word of knowledge will open for you. First, I want to look at Exodus chapter 31, verses 1 through 5. Here's the first door 
uh, uh, one of the doors that the word of knowledge will, will open for you. It will open the door that will keep you employed. Let me say that again. The, 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 the key of knowledge will open the door that will get you and keep you employed. Exodus chapter 31, verses 1 through 5. God will give you knowledge that will get you employed and keep you employed. Exodus 31, verses 1 through 5. Listen to this. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bezaliel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, and in knowledge. God says, I've given him the spirit of wisdom, understanding, and I filled him with the spirit of knowledge. And in all manner of workmanship to design artistic works, to work in gold, in silver, in bronze, in cutting jewels for the setting, in carving wood, and to work in all manner of workmanship. God says, I have given him a supernatural gift of wisdom, understanding, and knowledge so that he could do the work, uh, this, the work of a workman. He's not just skilled in and uh, as a, he's skilled as a jeweler, he's skilled as a, a carpenter. This man is, he, he really is a jack of all trades as it relates to working with his hands, with stones, with precious jewels, and with wood and carpentry. God says, I have given him this knowledge so that he use him because I, I'm, I'm going to keep him employed. I'm gonna, I'm, I've given him this, he's going to stay employed. He's going to always have a job. Why? because I have given him this supernatural gift of knowledge to know what to do. And so, again, uh, uh, it is God who gives it. And so you need to pray that God will give you the key, the supernatural gift of knowledge. Knowledge will get you employed, and it will keep you employed. Listen, everybody wants to, to have smart workers working for them. Amen. Especially those, not just who are smart with book knowledge, but who... Who, who have a supernatural gift to work in a particular area and to do a particular thing. So, uh, again, the, the, uh, knowledge will get you employed and keep you employed. The second thing that knowledge will do for you, do to, do for you it will elevate you and bring you before great people. I know you heard that before, but not in this context. Uh, 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 knowledge will elevate you and it will bring you before great people. Listen to what uh, the, the scripture says, Daniel chapter 1. Verses 3 and 4. Daniel 1, 3, verses 3 and 4. Now, this is this is Nebuchadnezzar. He has conquered uh, Jerusalem, uh, burned down the walls, burned uh, the, the, the temple, and, and, and he's taken in, into captivity all the smartest, all the brightest young people out of, uh, out of Jerusalem, brought them back to Babylon because he wants, watch this, again, smart people working for him, smart people working around. He wants to have smart people in his in his cabinet, if you will. So Daniel chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. Listen to what the scripture says. Then the king instructed Ashphanaz, the master of the eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of the king's nobles, young men in whom was no blemish, but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand 
who had the ability to serve in the king's palace of whom they might teach the language and the literature of the Chaldeans. Listen to what it says. Bring these young men in whom there is no blemish, good looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand who had the ability to serve in the king's palace of whom he might teach the language and the literature of the Chaldeans. And we know he chose Daniel and the, the, they renamed them. The names were Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He chose them. Why? Because again, they had the gift. They were gifted. Even, listen, even, even, uh, even the, 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 the sinful Nebuchadnezzar wanted gifted. Now, a gift is something that's given. He, had, he recognized the fact that God gives the gift of wisdom, of knowledge, and of understanding, quick, quick to understand. And, and, and he says that, I, that he may put, uh, the, the, who, who, who may serve in the king's palace, which means, listen, they're standing before the king. <laughs> they're standing in, in high places because knowledge, the spiritual gift of knowledge, will elevate you and bring you before great people and allow you to stand and sit in great places. My God, that's powerful. I pray God gives me knowledge. Here's the third thing. Here's the third door that knowledge will open for you. Knowledge will bring you deliverance from the hand of your enemy. Write that down. Knowledge will bring deliverance, bring you deliverance from the hand of your enemy. I love this scripture here. Acts chapter 23, verses 1 through 9. I love this. I go to this on a regular basis because this just, it's, it's almost comical, but this is what knowledge will do for you. Acts chapter 23, 1 through 9. It will bring you deliverance from the hand of your enemy. Listen to this. Then Paul, looking earnestly at the council. Now, Paul had been brought into the council of the Sanhedrin. That's the Pharisees and the Sadducees. It's all the religious leaders. And they were going, they were trying to, they were looking to stone him and looking to, for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and, and that kind of thing. But so, so Paul, they brought him before this council. Scripture says, then Paul, looking earnestly at the council, said, men and brethren, I have lived in all good conscience before God until this day. And the high priest Ananias com uh, commanded those who stood by him to strike him in the mouth. Then Paul said to him, God will strike you, you whitewashed wall. For you sit in judgment according to the law. And do you command me to be struck contrary to the law? And those who stood by said, do you revile God's high priest? Then Paul said, because Paul was humble as well. I did not know, brethren, that he was the high priest. For it is written, you shall not speak evil of a ruler of your people. Now watch this, verse 6. Then when Paul perceived, or when Paul knew, that one part was Sadducees and the other, other Pharisees, he cried out in the council, men and brethren, I am a Pharisee. I'm just like you, the son of a Pharisee. Concerning the hope and resurrection of the dead, I am being judged. And when he had said this, a dissension arose between the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And the assembly was divided, for the Sadducees say that there is no resurrection. And, 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 and uh, is no resurrection and no angel or spirit. But the Pharisees confessed both. Then there arose a loud outcry, and the scribes of the Pharisees' party arose and protested, saying, We find no evil in this man, 
But if a spirit or an angel has spoken uh, to him, let us not fight against God. You see what happened there? What happened was the scripture says that when these two factions came together to, to condemn him, to, they wanted to stone him, wanted to kill him, Paul perceived or God gave Paul knowledge to know that there was one part that was on his side and one part that was not on his side. One part was the Pharisees. The Pharisees believed that there are there's a heaven, that there's angels, that there that there's things beyond death. The Sadducees don't believe that there's angels or heaven. They think that when you when you die, you're just gone. That's why you know, we, we say it this way. The, the Pharisees believed that there was angels in the heaven. The Sadducees were sad. You see sad because when they thought when you die, you just dead. But Paul got this supernatural knowledge. He had this knowledge of knowing uh, uh, that if I let them know that I'm on this side, that I'm on their side, what's going to happen is those who are on my side are going to take up for me. And that's exactly what happened. God gave him knowledge. He perceived God gave him knowledge. He said, listen, I'm just being held here because I believe that there is a heaven and there's an there are angels and and there are spirits and that's all I'm just I'm just preaching that you know there's a heaven to go to and the Pharisees said he's our man he said you're not messing with our boy and the Sadducees said well there is no and so there began instead of them fighting against him they began fighting against one another and the Pharisees said we don't find any fault in this man let him go let me tell you something knowledge knowledge supernatural knowledge had not God given him that knowledge that perception, they would have all stoned or uh, taken, taken him, tried to stone him. But God gave him knowledge because knowledge will give you deliverance from the hand of your enemy. It opens the door for deliverance. Let me give you the last one that I have. And knowledge just so much more, but I'm just, I'm just giving you a few things. You need to have this key of knowledge, the supernatural knowledge, because it opens the door to hidden information. Knowledge, here's number four. Knowledge will cause you to know and to claim all that God has for you. Watch this. This is powerful here. Knowledge will cause you to know and to claim everything that God has for you. You know what? Satan doesn't want you to know. He doesn't want you to know what God has for you. He doesn't want you to know who you are. He don't even want you to know, watch this, that you've come from God. He doesn't want you to know that. And the scripture says, the scripture says that, that, that there are many who are walking around with veiled faces. Veiled means they're covered. They, they can't see. They can't see straight. That's what Satan does. He, he wants you to walk around with a veil because he doesn't want you to know. First of all, he didn't want you to get saved. But now that he couldn't stop you from getting saved, he don't want you to know everything that God has for you as a child of God. He don't want you to live the life that you're born to live. He wants you to walk around having a, in a pity party all the time, talking about what you can't do and what he's doing and that kind of, he don't want you to know what God has for you and what the power that you have. So let me give you this scripture. Go, go here. Uh, Ephesians chapter one, verses 15 to 21. Get this. I love this here. This is, this is going to bless you right here. Get this. Ephesians one verses 15 to 21. This is what Paul says. Paul says, therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. He says, I pray that God gets Paul recognizes the spirit of wisdom 
and knowledge comes from God. It's revealed by God. Let me say it again. He says that the Father, that, that, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, which means that you would know that you would. You know, that's what enlightened means. It means that you would know something, something that was not known prior to him giving this to you, that you would be enlightened, that that light bulb would go off because God will give you this knowledge that you would. This is what he says, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. In other words, that you would know your purpose that you would know what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saint, that you would know your prosperity. Let me say it again. He said that you would know what are the riches of the glory of the inheritance in the saints. He wants you to know your prosperity and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, that you would know your authority and your dominion. He says, let me read it again. He says, and, 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 and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us that he has given us according to the working of his mighty power. In other words, Jesus, when Jesus is resurrected from the dead, Jesus says all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. And then he says this, I give you power. My God, I give you power. I give you power over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Paul says, I want you to know that you have dominion, that you have authority, that you can put demons under your feet. But if you don't have this revelatory knowledge, if your eyes, if your if your eyes of your understanding are not enlightened, you'll walk around under Satan's feet when he ought to be under your feet. Listen. Paul wants us to know. I want you to know. Watch this. All that God has for you. Let me keep reading. Let me say that. Let me read it again. Verse 19 again. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ Jesus when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not in this age, but also and that which has come. Paul says, I want you to know your authority. I want you to know that you have the same authority that was in Christ Jesus, that, that power that raised him up and seated him in heavenly places above all principality and power and, and might and dominion and every name, cancer, breast cancer, you are above it. Diabetes, you are above it. Heart disease, you are above it. That person who's looking at your cross-eyed who can't stand you you are above that spirit why because you have the same power but if you don't know it if you don't know it you won't use it if you don't know it you won't rely on it. if you don't know it you won't use the key of that knowledge to open up the door to take authority over the things that try to have authority over you knowledge will cause you to claim you ought to claim it and to know what god has for you Listen, that's the key of knowledge. knowledge. Knowledge opens the door to hidden information, information that could not be known unless God gives it to you. You need to pray that God gives you this key. You need this. If you're going to live the life that God, uh, uh, God that, that, that you were born to live, that God intends for you to live, you need to pray for 
and, 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 and use this key of knowledge. Open up the door to hidden treasures. God bless you. God keep you, my brothers and sisters. I pray this has been a blessing to you. Listen, you need to see, hear the next message now on Sunday. Don't miss it. <clears throat> Tell your friends, family. <clears throat> they need to get these. All three of these to go, to go, go together now. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. You need to get this message. You need to get these messages. The next three sessions, uh, Sunday's message and also uh, Wednesday's message. And the following Wednesday's me next Wednesday's message is going to be on um, on Wednesday on wisdom. Sunday's message is on wisdom. That the, uh, a week from today, a week from Wednesday, uh, from today we're going to be talking about next Wednesday. We're going to be talking about understanding. You need these keys. All right. Listen. Some announcements for you. Um, listen. We've been talking about uh, mental health and that kind of thing in, in persons who are uh, maybe struggling with some feelings of depression or isolation, loneliness, and that kind of thing on this coming um, Saturday now, on, on Saturday the 10th at 10 o'clock here at the church. Only 15 people. We can only allow 15 people at a time, and you have to register at the church. You need, so you only got one more day. You have till tomorrow to come down and register. First for 15 people, only ladies. First 15 ladies who come to register if you want to um, want to just kind of have, uh, we got counselors who's going to be, who are going to be here and they'll help you. The subject is mental health surviving during the pandemic. And the question is, how will you get through? That's this coming Saturday, 10 in the morning. We want you to be here if this is something that uh, you need. We just want to minister to you. That's all it's about. And then October 18th is our church anniversary. That's next Sunday. Not this Sunday. Next Sunday. We're going to be outside. We won't be having a, uh, uh, won't be, we'll be broadcasting lives. We won't have a, a message going on uh, Facebook um, like we've been doing. We're going to be live. The message will be Facebook live on, on, um, on, on that Sunday. And so again, that's the October the 18th. Um, uh, we got special guests, uh, uh, Brother Russell Joe Brown, who's going to be, who's going to be with us. That's at 10 o'clock in the morning if it doesn't rain. If it rains, then we'll push it back prayerfully to the next Sunday, but prayerfully, I'm praying God gives us good weather. And so that's coming up. Now, listen, uh, voting, voting. We, listen, you need to make sure, however you choose to do it, that you vote. You need to make sure you do that. And so um, for our seniors, I know persons are concerned with coronavirus and that kind of thing. Um, maybe what you need to do is, and we'll try to have it up on our Facebook page and our website also, how you can uh, get your um, your absentee vote uh, or vote, you know, voting by mail and that kind of thing. We'll we'll put that up. We'll have that up. Um, so make sure, and it, it may even be up uh, now also. But we're going to work that out. And if you get your, um, however you get it, whatever the instructions are, I'm not sure um, what the instructions are. I, I haven't gotten it yet myself. And so whatever you, if you need for us to come and pick up your ballots or whatever the case may be, we can do that. I believe we can do that. I'm not sure, but we're going to do whatever we need to do. We need to vote. We need to vote. Let me say it again. We need to vote. God bless you. God keep you, my brothers and sisters. I pray God keep you in perfect peace in the name of Jesus. Peace.